Good morning, all listeners. It's Sunday, February 12th, 2023. It is 8.23 a.m. Pacific Time, and this is episode 217 of Ball Talk with Boogie and the Baron. Ah, Boogie! And I am the Baron. Happy Sunday, everybody. It's Super Sunday. The big game has arrived. Woo! Oh boy, in about, what do you say, about six hours time, we will have a kickoff Super Bowl. Can't wait, the big game is here, baby. Can't wait, it's Super Sunday, we're here for the Super Bowl, the big game as they call it out here in Vegas. Yes sir. Uh, We are excited, we had a very, very prosperous day yesterday in college basketball. We're on fire, baby. On fire, on fire. Uh, We are going to give out winners today, Uh, lots of college basketball games from the MAC, and we also have the big game with the Kansas City Chiefs against the Philadelphia Eagles in Super Bowl 57. Can't wait. Uh, Baron, what do you got? We have a lot to discuss today on episode 217. It is Super Sunday. We also have 15 college basketball games. We also want to recap yesterday's action. A lot of moving parts in the updated bracket, which we will go over. Uh, some teams really prospered. Other teams really did not. Real quick, though, before we dive into our recaps and our Super Bowl and all the games, there is a 9 o'clock game this morning that I want to start off with before we go over yesterday's recap, just because it's probably going to tip right around the time that we launch this pod out to the world. 9 o'clock on ESPN2, Temple Owls at the Memphis Tigers. And you know, we got to start and we got to end this podcast with a drink bet. We had no drink bet yesterday. We'll go over those recaps here in a minute. But if you take a peek at the American Athletic Conference standings right now, you have a Temple team who is up and down, 8-4 and four in conference. They have wins, a win against Houston this year. They're competitive as can be. They've lost a couple in a row, though. Memphis fighting for their bracket lives as we speak. You take a look at the bubble yesterday. Some teams lost. Some teams won. Memphis is the last team on the bubble to play. Right now they are first four out. With Kentucky's loss yesterday, a win here by the Memphis Tigers can propel them into the field. And I think Penny Hardaway is going to get his guys going. Kendrick Davis, the transfer from SMU, has been balling. And this team is pretty loaded. They're at home. They've won four or five. Only loss was a one-point loss in overtime against Tulane. I think Memphis makes a statement and blows Temple out minus nine for a drink bet. I'm right there on the other side of you, my man. Uh, Temple actually comes in eight and four in their conference. Uh, Memphis is eight and three in the conference. So this is an important game for both teams, I think, on the regular season schedule. Uh, Temple, though, is has a great defense and they play better on the road. Uh, Memphis at home has not covered their last three at four of uh, four at home. Um, they also Temple Owls have a huge upset on the road against number one Houston outright winner uh, a few weeks ago. I am going with Temple plus nine to keep it close. I think that defense travels on the road. Give me Temple plus nine. Opening with a drink bet. Temple plus nine for Boogie. Memphis minus nine for Baron. Maybe since. 
The game's probably going to be tipped by the time we release. You guys can grab an in-game on both sides and catch a middle. Who knows? But this is a matchup of the third and fourth place teams in the American. Both of these teams could see themselves potentially in the American Athletic Conference semifinals. We'll see a big game here, though. Winner solidifies themselves as the three. Loser will be in a tie with Cincinnati. So we will see what happens with that game. Now, before we go through today's action, we have 15 college basketball games to talk about. Boogie and I capped every single one of them. Our Super Sunday big game special is always awesome because we give you all this college basketball and then we talk about the big game. You look at yesterday's action, Boogie, and there was a lot of moving parts. A lot of teams really helped their cause. A lot of teams, you know, they faltered a lot. Um, it started with Alabama. It was one of our plays yesterday. They went on the road um, and against their rival, we talked about Auburn's kind of weak schedule. Now Auburn's playing a tough schedule and they've been losing games and they lost this game, Alabama 77-69 over Auburn. Yeah, Alabama comes in strong. I mean, this team is just going to be great all season for the rest of the season. I think that they're going to show showcase, uh, you know, they, they get to the line a lot. They still shoot the threes, but uh, it was a great win for them on the road against their rival in the Iron Bowl. Big time win in the Iron Bowl of basketball, and Auburn now continues to fall closer and closer to that bubble picture. Alabama, obviously, undefeated in conference, trying to get a number one seed. Arizona had a tough loss yesterday against the Stanford Cardinal team who was Really been playing better basketball as of late. Stanford upsets Arizona 88-79. So Arizona most likely will fall off of the one line and drop to a two now. It's a bad loss for Arizona. They do lose 88-79 on the road. Uh, They have had been tripped up before. Uh, in conference. Uh, So yeah, this is something that they they need to overcome. Mm -hmm. Stanford... They fought a little bit uh, over the last couple of weeks, so it's a good win for them. It's a great win for them to beat a number four team. Yeah, um, I think they're still going to not do so well in their conference tournament. This, this is true. But um, it's a great win for them. Good win for them. Arizona, we'll see what happens with Arizona because we have Purdue playing Northwestern today. We'll kind of talk about that game. I think, I mean, you got Alabama there with three losses, Houston with two, Arizona with four now. Um, they might not even fall off the one line, but that's not a good loss to lose to a team with a losing record overall and in conference. Mm -mm. Um, I think win or lose today, Purdue will probably still be a one seed as well because Northwestern is a very capable opponent. So I can I I think that top four could could stay the same. A team that really made noise outside of that top four is the number five team in the nation, Texas. What the hell happened with my West Virginia boys yesterday, Boogie? They flew down to Austin, Texas yesterday and lost 94-60. to Texas looking all the part. Um, ever since they got rid of Chris Beard, they have a 14-2 record. They're 20-5 overall, 9-3 in the Big 12, leaders of the Big 12, pushing a one seed. Texas got all the makings of a team that can really make a run in March with the way they can score the basketball and play defense. I know we talked about this Texas team before the season started. Serge Abari Rice to transfer from New Mexico State. Um, you got Marcus Carr out there. You got Timmy Allen out there. This team is absolutely loaded, and they showed it yesterday with a dominant performance against West Virginia. Great, uh, great win for them uh, yesterday. I am really marking them down for a Sweet 16. I think that they have the makings uh, that can definitely make a nice little run. Yeah. Uh, it just again, it's going to depend on the tournament where they can come through uh, with matchups. Yep. But this team does have the makings to even be a Final Four team. 
they knocked West Virginia further down. West Virginia had actually won a few games in a row, and they came in yesterday as a nine seed, and uh, they're probably going to drop into that 10-11 area and in the area of doom where most teams don't want to be. Tennessee made history yesterday, Boogie, and I'm going to tell you how. How? Tennessee became the first team in college basketball history to lose back-to-back games on a three-pointer at the buzzer. At the buzzer. They lost to Vanderbilt earlier in the week, 56-55 with a two-point lead. Vandy hits a three, beats them by one. They had a two-point lead. Santiago Vescovi missed a free throw, and they got a lane violation. Missouri gets the ball down two with four seconds left. Sprints down the court, damn near a half-court heave, hits it. Missouri beats them 86-81. First team in college basketball history to have a two-point lead with under five left and lose the game on a three-pointer. Back-to-back games. Bad loss for Tennessee. Great win for Missouri. Missouri, I wasn't really sold on them throughout the season, but they are starting to look more and more like a tournament team. Hmm. I mean, they also lost uh, to Florida on the road 67-54 to back on February 1st, Tennessee did. So this team is kind of uh, worrying me a little bit. Yeah. You know, They couldn't score against Auburn at home. They did win 46-43 a couple days later. Um, then, like you said, they got upset by Vanderbilt, and now Missouri beats them. Back-to-back losses at the buzzer. It's, it's yeah. just not a good look. But... We shall see because they play on Wednesday night, February 15th, at home against the one and only Alabama Crimson Tide. That's going to be a game of all games right there, folks. I mean, Alabama definitely on the one line. Tennessee was on the two line after uh, coming into yesterday. After this loss, they're probably looking at a two or a three. We'll see if they can build their resume up going forward. A game that I got to the window with was one of your picks, and uh, it was UCLA last night. They went on the road, and uh, they were down at the half, but they dominated the second half. Shout out to Jaime Hawkes, 25 points and 12 rebounds. He crept into the top 10 all-time UCLA leading scorers, and you know how many studs played at UCLA over the years. Uh, Lou Alcindor. Yeah, Jaime Hawkes now in the top 10 in scoring for UCLA, and he dominated the second half. It, it, it took him a while to get going. 22 of his 25 points were in the second half. UCLA, another impressive road win now. 21-4, and 12-2 in the Pac-12. Looking all the makings of a team that, like teams in the past they had, make those runs. We talked about this last night on the phone yes, when, yeah. uh, when UCLA was playing Oregon. And you remember the, the runs that they had that mm-hmm. as an 11 seed going all the way, uh, you know, winning four or five games. And then you have the team that lost on the buzzer beater against Gonzaga. In the bubble, and um, you know, last year was a bit of an anomaly. They kind of got knocked out early, but you still got Jaime Hawkes, Jalen Clark, and Tiger Campbell, three key components of both of those teams that made runs. This UCLA team can cut down the nets in April. I think so, and they got the defense, they got the experience, and they sure enough have the clutch shooting. Um, I think that this is going to be a great, again, uh, opportunity for them to make a nice little run. Yeah, very very much so. So that was a good win for us yesterday. You know, we started the day off really hot. You hit your first three, and I hit my first four. Our first loss was a despicable call at the end of the game, and I wasn't sure if you caught it, but... Duke and Virginia yesterday, in a back-and-forth affair the whole time, Duke took the lead. Virginia took the lead. It was back-and-forth. There was like 25 lead changes. It comes down to the end of the game, and Flipowski, the big man for Duke, goes up for a dunk at the buzzer, and he gets absolutely destroyed. He He got hacked. The refs swallowed their whistle. 
It goes to overtime. How about this beat? You don't get the foul call in a game that you could have won had you have gotten it. Mm-hmm. You go to overtime. You're getting six. Virginia outscores Duke 11-4 to in the extra frame and beats them 69-62. So all of our Duke plus six backers yesterday got absolutely screwed. I mean, here, referees, you know, I mean, sometimes they – I don't know what it is if they they swallow the, the, the whistle – Earlier this week, last week it was, when LeBron actually got absolutely fouled against the Celtics on a game-winning layup. That was one of the worst I've seen. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I don't know what happens with these referees. They they get afraid to not call a, a foul. They do, like you said, swallow the whistle. Yeah. We got to go ahead and just play uh, what happens, you know, and then, of course— Duke winds up losing in the overtime, so that's just a bad, bad beat. Uh, I think that uh, Duke wound up uh, playing really hard, and we lose by one point on the cover. Uh, they lose by seven, catching six. It's so bad that originally they called it a foul, they reviewed it, and they waved it off. And since that game, the ACC refs admitted they made a mistake overturning that call. Mm-hmm. That's that's tough for Duke, man. And it just, you look at it, when we look at their resume, <clears throat> you're just going to see just another road loss another for loss. Duke. Yep. They've beaten two teams on the road this year, two bottom feeders in Boston College and Georgia Tech on the road. And struggled. Had a chance to really get a resume building win yesterday. Mm-hmm. But Virginia, they win games. That's what they do. And uh, UVA, 19 and 4. Looking like another solid run, maybe in in the works for Tony Bennett. They got they got all the makings of a Final Four caliber team too. They do, they do, and I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, he can do because that that defense is now uh, traveling with just an offense as well. So yeah, they could score this they year. Can definitely score. So we'll see what happens. We'll keep it in the top ten for our last two games. The ninth and tenth ranked teams in the country both. Took care of business by double digits on the road. <clears throat> Perhaps the easiest bet yesterday was Kansas. Kansas, Rock Chalk, Jayhawk, baby. I got to the window with them early in the morning, and they won 78-55 at Oklahoma. The defending national champions are now 20-5, and 8-4 and in the Big 12. They have all the makings to make a run. And you know something? So does Marquette. Marquette mm. is 20-6, and six, top 5 in the, in the nation in scoring, 12-3 and three in the Big East, leading the way there. And i got to tell you something about Marquette, man. Hats off to Shaka Smart. It just seems like everywhere this guy goes, he gets this team. He gets his teams motivated to play his brand of basketball. You remember the VCU teams from back in the day oh, that yeah. run to the Final Four mm-hmm. using defense. Goes to Texas for a little bit. He takes this Marquette job, and I don't think anybody thought that he was going to turn Marquette into what it is right now this quick. But he is doing it, man. They score. They can. They can. That's what they do. They flat out can score. They have good guards and. Marquette is another team, depending on matchups here, a team that has good guards like that, always capable of making a run. Yeah, balanced attack there with five guys in double figures. So, uh, of course, that has the the makings of a great run. Uh, I don't think a lot of people really keeping an eye on Marquette. They are top ten, but I think it's just because of the name. Um, they did beat a Georgetown team that is now six and twenty. Patrick Ewing, I think, will be done after the end of the year. Yeah, I don't think it. they will disgrace him uh, firing him uh, during the season. But uh, this Georgetown team is just uh, abominable right now. So yeah. we'll. Uh, it's a great win for Marquette though on the road as they they just continue to win yep. and rack up the Ws. Twenty and six now. 
Uh, great job by Shaka Smart, of yeah. course, and we look forward to seeing what they can do in the dance. We'll see how that everything shakes out with Patrick Ewing. He did one thing notable that I remember in his coaching tenure here. You remember when Georgetown had a losing record and they were like one of the last seeds in the Big East tournament and they won the Big East tournament? They did. That was crazy. Yeah, and then they get in as a 13 seed. They lost first round, but that was probably his shining moment as mm-hmm. head coach of Georgetown. No pun intended. Yeah, we'll see uh, what happens with him, but... Yeah, I mean, I mean, other notable things that happened yesterday. My Kentucky Wildcats lost at Georgia, and it knocked them out of the field. Um, I know I gave Memphis out earlier, but I could really use a Temple upset here <laughs> to keep keep my cats in the field. Kentucky's going to have those opportunities though to pick up some wins along the way. I think they'll be fine, but you kind of want to avoid the first four if you can, because now you got to win seven games instead of six to win the thing. Right. So, you know, North Carolina, my best bet yesterday. That was. Um, Spot on, you know. Great a, job there. A ninety-one seventy-one win against Clemson. They made a big statement and actually really propelled themselves. If you look at yesterday's deal, uh, I went eight and two, and you went six and four. We went a combined fourteen and six, picking seventy percent. Um, just another great day. This is probably our fifth episode in a row that we picked. 70% or better. So for you guys listening, I really hope you guys are following this and making some money because I know we are. So mm-hmm. keep it rolling. Um, before we get into Super Bowl, I do want to dive into the 15 college games real quick. Um, we'll kind of make it a little bit faster because I'd really like to take a good amount of time breaking down this Super Bowl matchup. Um, we start in the Mac. Iona and Niagara. Big-time matchup here as Rick Pitino does have the Iona Gales playing very good basketball right now, the preseason favorite to win this conference. And right now, they are a half game back, a rider for first in the conference. Niagara's 9-5, and five, though, Boogie, sitting on the four line. A win here will get them the 10 conference wins, joining Siena, Iona, and Ryder. And I think Niagara can give these guys everything they want and more. When you look at Iona, preseason favorite, you've seen a lot of inflated lines. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, they have won four consecutive games, some close, some not. Um, Nonetheless, I think this is a capable opponent in Niagara who's 13-9 against the spread. And right now, the line is uh, 7.5, 8. So let's take the 8 and let's take the Niagara Purple Eagles getting 8 at home in a potential upset spot. Yeah, uh, Iona just coming off of a blowout win against Canisius on the road, 80-59. to But this Niagara team, um, I expect them to slow the pace down. Uh, the home team, which is Niagara, is 4-0-1 against the spread their past 5. Um, as a dog, 6-2-1 their last 9. They're also straight up 8-2 and two at home. I think they can go ahead and give fits to Iona. And that pace, I think, will be able to... Uh, help us with the plus eight. So I'm taking Niagara plus eight against Iona. I like that. They definitely make our list of uh, combo picks. Last week on Sunday, we had a uh, nine agreement picks. We put in a nine-teamer, went six and three. That nine-teamer would have paid us 12 Gs. That was, uh, yeah. It, 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 Fordham, Fordham uh, really let us down early, and then we ended up hitting uh, you know seven of the last nine. So we'll see what we can come up with today. It's something, you know, play a little lottery ticket or whatever. But uh, I think another game that's going to make our list is going to be this Quinnipiac versus Canisius. Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac. Uh, they're 8-6 and six in conference. Canisius is uh, arguably the worst team in this conference at 3-11. and 11. They are at the bottom, 5-18 and 18 overall. Just not a very good basketball team mm-hmm. overall. Um, they don't really play much defense. 
Quinnipiac has struggled the last couple of games. We actually had them last week against Mount St. Mary's on Sunday. Yes. They lost outright yes. as a 12-point favorite. Mm-hmm. They then won on the road and lost to Niagara, mm-hmm. who is, like I said before, very capable winners of five in a row. But, Boogie, this Canisius team, man, six straight losses. And, I mean, Iona by 21, Marist by eight, Niagara by three, Manhattan by seven. They just played at Quinnipiac and lost by five. Now they're getting four and a half at home. I got to tell you, Quinnipiac, I think this is a great bounce-back spot for them. They're right up there in the conference standings. Fifth in the conference right now at 8-6. and six. Can't afford to drop this one to the Golden Griffins. Give me Quinnipiac by the half a point down to minus four. Canisius, 5-18, and 3-11 in the match. Uh, yeah, this team stinks. Uh, I'm sick. I am very sick after watching this Canisius team play. Uh, last time out, January 22nd, Quinnipiac won 87-82 against Canisius. Uh, they have a balanced attack, Quinnipiac does. Uh, they very share the ball very well as well. Uh, four players do average 10.5 points per game. I'm going to go ahead and take Quinnipiac on the road, lay in the five points over Canisius. Gotta love it, baby. Uh, we're on the same page there. Our fourth of 15 games brings us around to another drink bet. I'm probably a sicko for even giving this team, but after looking at the matchup, uh, I, I got I got to take the home the home dog here. This is Iowa at Minnesota. Iowa played Purdue relatively tough in a 14 point loss. That was closer than what the experts thought. I did have a Purdue ticket minus seven earlier against them, and I cashed it. That broke Iowa's three-game winning streak. They had three straight wins against Illinois, Northwestern, and Rutgers, which is great. Minnesota's lost seven games in a row, and I'll tell you this much, Boogie, when they lose, they tend to lose by margin. They lost by 40 to Maryland, 35 to Rutgers, 20 to Northwestern. I mean, this team just gets blown out. And when it comes to a game like this, when you have an 11.5-point road favorite here, you're not necessarily betting if Iowa's going to show up or not because you know they're going to because they're fighting for an NCAA tournament bid. Minnesota has been a laughing stock, 1-11 in the Big Ten Conference. Bottom feeders, and I, I'm so disappointed in this Minnesota team. Like They've been highly competitive over the years, and they, they're bad, dude. They're so bad, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm actually going to put faith that they get up for this game and keep it within the number. I'll buy the half a point and take the 12. Um, I'm oppo on you over here, but it's it's a it's a game that I'm not really playing hard on. Um, you know, Iowa is a, a great scoring team. I mean, and, and they average about 81 points a game. Uh, Minnesota, though, like you said, I mean, their last three games, they lost by 35, 35, and 20. Uh, they've lost games... Uh, that are just uh, scores are just unbelievable, uh, blown out. I mean, on the road by Rutgers, ninety to fifty-five at the rack. Uh, Maryland beat them eighty-one to forty-six. Northwestern beat them by twenty, eighty-one to sixty-one. Uh, if you go back against Purdue on January nineteenth, they lost sixty-one to thirty-nine at home. They get killed against the number one ranked Purdue. I am uh, going to take a shot here, a stab. I know Iowa is not very good on the road. Uh, giving up a lot of points here, but uh, Iowa minus 12 for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie to you. Minnesota scares the, the shit out of me, honestly, in this game, but I don't know. 12 is a lot to lay. I mean, hopefully they can keep it competitive. We'll see. That's drink bet number two for Boogie and I. We go back to a game that we're on the same page on. I actually capped and bet this last night. Um and the line has moved in my favor, so I'm a little bit upset about that. 
Minnesota, or uh, Michigan State and Ohio State. Now, Miss State, we're almost to March. You know that's Izzo's time to shine. Mm. They're getting there. They're a back-and-forth team, though. They beat Damn. Maryland. They lost at Rutgers. They lost at Purdue. They beat Iowa. They lost at Indiana. You don't know what you're going to get. I do know what I'm going to get from Ohio State, and that's they're not winning very many games. Mm-hmm. They have lost five consecutive games. Very disappointing season for the Buckeyes. Um, Michigan was your best bet last Sunday when they played Ohio State, mm-hmm. and they kicked their ass 77-69 for a boogie blockbuster best bet winner. Earlier this week, Ohio State hosted Northwestern and lost 69-63. Now they're at home, and this line moved up to four just now. Ohio State minus four. Scares me a little bit because it doesn't make any freaking sense. I saw a similar game yesterday where Texas Tech was favored against Kansas State, and they actually beat them. So it kind of scares me, but Ohio State's not a team that I'm going to lay four points with. They haven't won a game since freaking mid-January, and they're just falling apart. Um, You would think with Bryce Sensiball, Zed Key, uh, Isaiah Likely, Sean McNeil, like they have a very capable starting five, and I thought that they were a tournament team coming into the conference play. 3-10 Three and ten in the Big Ten boogie. Mm-hmm. Only team they're better than in conference is freaking Minnesota. Yeah, come on, Ohio State. I you got to take the points. There's no other way to go. Michigan State plus the four. I'm taking them as well. I like uh, the Sparties today. I'll take them plus four points against this Ohio State team that is doo doo this year. Uh, sorry about that, Buckeye Nation, but uh, you're going down today. Ohio State has literally put themselves just lo- just this five game losing streak. They put themselves in a scenario where their at-large chances are out the window. They gotta like win out to get an at-large berth. No, they gotta win the tournament. They gotta they gotta win the tournament. Yeah. I, I just I don't I don't understand what Ohio State's doing. I hope they come to play for the tournament. But as, as far as today goes, Michigan State, it's a CBS game. It's gonna be a close game. I'll take the four. Simple as that. This is gonna be interesting. IUPUI Jaguars in the northern Kentucky Norse. For those of you that have not watched the IUPUI Jaguars, they <laughs> absolutely stink. IUPUI. They score 64 a game and give up 76. And um, Northern Kentucky looks like they're better in, I mean, pretty much every aspect of this basketball game. With that being said, though, I mean, I don't know if I'm ready to lay this big of a number with Northern Kentucky. You take a look at the Horizon League standings, where these guys reside. Where is it? There it is. Northern Kentucky is 10-5 and five in conference. They are third. IUPUI is dead last, 1-14 and 14 in conference. They are bad, 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 bad. 4-22 and 22 overall. However, 17-and-a-half, eh, it's a lot of points, man. Northern Kentucky, I like them. They'll win the game. I don't like them that much. Give me... IUPUI by the hook plus 18 points. You know, my man, you're laughing, but I'm right there with you. Uh, this this game has got too many points in my eyes for Northern Kentucky. Uh, IUPUI, yeah, 4-22, 1-14. We're not talking about regular uh, game out right here, though. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Northern Kentucky did secure a win 55-42 to back on December 31st against this uh not so good IUPI team. Mm-hmm. However, yes, the points way too many, um, and I think that uh, this will be a lot closer than the the biggest books think. Seventeen and a half is just too many points. I'll take the underdog here. Getting seventeen and a half, eighteen. Hopefully, they can keep that one close. We have one of the hottest teams in the horizon in our next matchup, man. Right down my neck of the woods, Youngstown State Penguins. 
20 wins for the first time since 1987, which just so happened to be the last time they went to the NCAA tournament, Boogie. High aspirations here for this Youngstown State team to try to defeat everybody in the conference and get to March Madness for the first time in 36 years. They play Cleveland State, who's 15-11, and 10-5 in conference. A very, very capable opponent. Right now, Youngstown State sitting on top of the Horizon League with a 12-3 conference record, up a half a game on Milwaukee for that number one spot. And they're playing this Cleveland State team, who is fourth in the conference at 10-5. and five. Um, So, semifinal type of vibe here, for sure, in the tournament in the horizon. And um, Youngstown State, it's hard to step in front of them right now. They've won five consecutive games. Um, most of them have been in dominant fashion, some close, some not, but... Bottom line here is you're giving me a Youngstown State team who's on a roll. Money line's 140. I'll lay that. Youngstown State paying one's money line to beat Cleveland State. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go here with Youngstown State as well. 20-6, and 12-3 in the horizon. On the road against a Cleveland State team, that's uh, not bad. 10-5 and five in their horizon, respectfully. Uh, I think that Youngstown State, though, goes ahead and gets the W. They're only laying 2.5. I'll, I'll roll with you on the money line there as well. Atta boy, Boogie! Atta boy! You're not being cheap on Super Sunday. No, 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 no. He said cheap in. Cheap in. Cheap in. Okay. We did skip one game, the Robert Morris IPFW Fort Wayne team. Go and enter that. What, what, what do we got on IPFW and Robert Morris? Uh, Robert Morris won the last five, uh, last time out by five. They're laying four and a half now on the road. Uh, Robert Morris, not a very good team overall, 11 and 15. Uh, IPFW 15 and 11, but seven and eight in the horizon. I'm going to go ahead and take Robert Morris here, laying the four and a half points. I think they can go ahead and get the W as well as the cover on the road, laying four and a half. Well, you're actually catching four and a half. Oh, catching four and a half. My, my, my bad. Yes, you're catching four and a half, and we'll drink bet that. I'm going to take Purdue Fort Wayne Mastodons. Both these teams kind of stink. They really I mean, do. Uh, Robert Morris has lost three straight. IPFW has uh, lost two in a row and three of their last four. I'll take the home team, though. Minus four. I'll get you up to five for a, for a hook buy and a drink oh, bet. Oh, boy. Robert Morris plus five for Boogie. IPFW minus four for the Baron for our third drink bet of the pot. Just make sure you guys are monitoring these drink bets, man, because every single time they they're, we're about 500. So we know today that none of us are going to sweep the board because <laughs> we're. I mean, you look at last week; it was seven drink bets, four to three. Every every time it kind of evens itself out, and and I and I've actually developed quite the strategy when it comes to this. You got this Memphis Temple game at nine o'clock. Whoever wins that drink bet, just get to the window with the Minnesota Iowa game or the IPFW game. Either way, because we're going to even out. We always do. Okay. This is my favorite game of the day, and this is a game I am going to be watching bell to bell, Boogie. 40 minutes of basketball, a sold-out Evanston Northwestern team here, Boogs, at the Welsh Ryan Arena. I'll tell you what, this place is going to be rocking. Mm-hmm. Could be a purple out, could be a white out. I'm not sure what they're cooking up, but they have the number one team in the nation coming to town. Purdue is 23-2 and and 12-2 and in the Big Ten. Leaders of the Big Ten, leaders of the whole nation. I mean, they've been fantastic this year. Zach Eady is going to be the National Player of the Year with his 23 points and 12 rebounds. A lot of people don't really know much about Northwestern, but I'll tell you a little bit about Northwestern. They're 8-5, and five and they're third in the conference. 
This game has a Big Ten championship game slash maybe semifinal type of vibe to it for sure. Northwestern is looking to clinch only their second NCAA tournament berth in the history of the school. They're led by Boo Booey. I think Boo Booey lights it up today, bro. It's a five-point spread. Tough spot for Purdue here on Super Sunday. And I'm calling an upset. Calling an Outright upset. win. Northwestern knocks off Purdue. With that being said, my official pick is going to be Northwestern plus five. I think this got an upset Storm the court type of thing happening. I'm calling it. Northwestern, give me the points. Yeah, I mean, no one's really going to stop Zach Eady. I mean, the, the guy's a beast, over seven feet tall. Uh, he's showing why National Player of the Year is most likely for him. Uh, he did he did what he did last time these two teams played last year. Yep. Um, Purdue did win 70-64 over Northwestern back on February 16th of last year. Um, made it 11 straight wins for Purdue, but this in a head, head-to-head matchup. But I think this is a different Northwestern team, and I love them at home today, plus five. I think that they can go ahead and keep it close. Uh, and, of course, maybe an upset. We shall see, but plus five sounds good to me. I, man, you just are rhyming over there. You're a poet, and you didn't even know it. <laughs> Northwestern is right now currently a nine seed trending upward, and Purdue is the number one overall seed. So it's that prototypical 1-9 matchup. I'll take the five at home with the Wildcats. Best bet material for me, Boogie. I'm not going to try to you know tease it or anything like that, but I, I'm really digging this Northwestern squad today. And uh, we go 11 o'clock now, ESPN Plus, Missouri State and Evansville. Quick and easy here. Evansville absolutely stinks. They're 5-21, and and they are 1-14 in the conference. And when you look at the standings, Missouri State at 9-6, and battling with those upper echelon teams for a good seed in Arch Madness. Um, Evansville's dead last. Probably a first day out. Probably a one-and-donner. They did just beat Northern Iowa, though, earlier this week, which ain't saying much. Northern Iowa's 8-8, 12-14, eight and, eight, and, 14, and uh, Missouri State... Back and forth, but they really battle these teams, man. They, they, you know, a lot of close games. Lost to Southern Illinois. Bounced back, beat Belmont. I just think Evansville stinks. Um, what line you got over there? I'm looking at nine. Do you have any? Is there any eights, eight and a half still out there? I got an eight and a half on Missouri State, uh, right. of course. So that's what you're going. Buy the hook with Missouri State and lay the eight. Yes, Missouri State's already beaten Drake. Um, swept them actually. Uh, as Drake is one of the best teams in the conference. And Missouri State on the road won 65-62 last month, as well as also uh, at home beat Drake 52-49. So this is a really good team that can go ahead and uh, take care of business, especially against the teams that uh, are in the upper echelon of this conference. They already beat Evansville by 23 uh, on January 4th. Holy cow. 85 to 62. Blowout. At home. Now they're playing and laying only eight and a half against this horrible Evansville team. Uh, Missouri State with the cover at minus eight and a half. Yes, sir. Missouri State is going to beat them by double digits. Evansville, like I said, uh, we said yesterday there's 351 teams alive for the NCAA tournament, and they will be one of the first ones that will not be because they're probably going to lose in the first round of the Missouri Valley. Marist and Siena, we go back to our favorite Sunday conference, the Mac. Mac. 
Marist is four and ten in the conference boogie, and Ooh. Sienna is ten and four. Shout out to Aunt Patty, baby. Aunt Patty. Sienna eleven and four here, boogie, with an opportunity to just keep jumping above teams. Only one game back a rider right now. They're the three seed. Marist is four and ten. They're looking like they're going to play an opening round game. Sienna is one of the handful of teams that I think can win this conference tournament and snag an automatic bid. Marist is not. Marist is 8-15, and 4-10 and in the conference. They've lost four of their last five. Their only win in their last five games was at home against this horrible Canisius team that we talked about. Sienna has been up and down. They've, seen, they've had some good stretches, though. A 17-point home win against Iona. They just played Marist at Marist and beat them by 15 points. Couple tough losses to Manhattan and OT and Niagara by two, but they did bounce back with a seven-point win at Mount St. Mary's. Now being back at home, and I got to tell you, this kid McCollum is a bucket, and he is healthy again, and I am laying the points. I'm seeing 10. Is there some nines out there? Or are we at 10? I'm at 10 right now. I'll lay the 10. Sienna by double digits. Yeah, you mentioned McCollum. He actually did not even play the last time these two teams played, and uh, Sienna went and wound up winning 70-55. to 55. Uh, McCollum's back. They're healthy. Uh, give me Sienna laying the 10. Sienna minus 10, baby. Easy money to get to 17-9 and and 11-4 and in the conference. We now bounce down to the same conference, St. Peter's and Manhattan. We have a two-way play. Boogie on a total. I'm on a side. Sides. Did you say sides? Sides in the Mac. <laughs> we have uh, a very interesting matchup between St. Peter's and Manhattan. Two very good defensive teams, which I'm hinting at Boogie's bet. Mm. Um St. Peter's last year's Cinderella haven't been quite Ella, the, Ella, 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 and you know what? That could be the first song Rihanna sings tonight. <laughs> it could be. I might prop bet that, Ooh. but we will see. Or it could be work, 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 work. <laughs> I just don't know. But that <laughs> halftime show is going to be great. We'll talk about the Super Bowl in a few minutes. Um, you look at this. It's not been the Cinderella season for St. Peter's. They are five and nine in conference towards the bottom. Only teams they are better than is Marist, Mount St. Mary's, and Canisius. You take a peek at Manhattan, six and seven in conference, but they battle, man. Them and Fairfield are really feisty teams. When I look at this conference tournament, I mean, obviously Ryder, Iona, Siena, Niagara, and Quinnipiac, all five of them I think can win this thing. But Manhattan and Fairfield could be like the sleepers. Mm -hmm. St. Peter's playing Manhattan today. Manhattan at home. They lost to St. Peter's earlier in the season. But I think this pesky team gets a dub. Money line's only minus 125. I'm going to take the Manhattan Jaspers on the money line. Uh, Manhattan Jaspers don't score very much. Neither does St. Pete. Uh, neither team is going to score well. Again, St. Peter's won the last time these two teams played 67-57 on December 30th. Uh, Boogie's lean here is under 128 and a half. Uh, that's my play under 128 and a half. Keep it simple. Manhattan and St. Peter's under, what, what was the total? 128 and a half. Okay. Should be, uh, what do you think, like a 50s game? Manhattan wins 56-52. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. All right. Easy peasy. We move on. We move on. We have two more games. Wofford and UNC Greensboro. We're at the noontime slot. What I love about college basketball today is all the games will be done by the time the Super Bowl starts. So it's perfect for all you sports lovers out there. Wofford, UNCG, out of the SoCon. When you take a look at the SoCon this year... Man, I was spot on with that Furman call yesterday, Boogie. Yes, they you were. blew out Western Carolina. 
UNCG is 11-2 in the conference. A win here will notch another three-way tie with Furman and Sanford for number one in the conference. Mm. Top-heavy deal. One of those three teams probably going to win this conference tournament and get a berth in the madness. Mm. UNCG got a lot to play for. They're 11-2 in conference play. Their only loss in their last five games was against Furman. 12-point home loss. Furman is really good. If they make the dance, they could beat some people. Wofford has lost their last three games. They lost Boogie by 25 at this East Tennessee State team, who's 10-17. and 17. They lost at Furman by 13, and they lost to Western Carolina in double overtime at home. Now they visit UNC Greensboro, and you know what UNCG does, Boogie? Um, they defend. Yes, they do. 62.8 points per game allowed. Fantastic job by the Spartans. We have seen UNCG in March Madness two of the last five years, looking to make a push at that again and win their conference tournament. It all starts today, though. They are laying a pretty good, what do you got, nine and a half? Uh, Ten. Ten? Okay. I found the nine and a half. I like that better. I'll buy the hook. UNCG minus nine. Yeah, 62 points. Uh, the last five, Greensboro's only given up 54 points in their last five games. Wofford's one and four their last uh, five games against the spread on the road. Uh, giving up 82 points a game. Uh, give me Greensboro laying the nine and a half. Yeah. All day long, baby. Uh, we skipped Mount St. Mary's Fairfield real quick. It's not, well, it's not really a skip, but I, I appreciate you looking. Go ahead and intro that. Um, Mount St. Mary's this this game, Mount St. Mary's 8-17, 4-10 and 10 in the MAC. Uh, Fairfield comes in 10-14, and 6-8 in the MAC. Uh, I'm going to go ahead, and both teams struggle to score here. Boogie's, again, going to give an under out, under 125.5. I know that's low. I think this game uh, gets about 115, 117. Give me the under. 125 and a half? Yes, sir. Two unders in the Mac. Well, I told you earlier that I think Manhattan and Fairfield could be sleepers to make a run in this conference because they are a pesky bunch who play defense. And I don't think uh, Mount St. Mary's is any match for Fairfield, so I'll lay the five with the Stags. Stags. You're all. You're all Stags. One o'clock ESPN, last game before the Super Bowl. Perfect timing, man. One o'clock, game's over at three. You could go grab lunch and be ready for the Super Bowl at 3.30. SMU Mustangs and the Wichita State Shockers. SMU had a really good run out in Hawaii at the Diamond Head Classic, and they have not played any good basketball since then. Uh, they have lost uh, some games. They did just beat Temple. I'll give them that. They're playing a Wichita State team who's 12-12, and 5-7 and seven in conference. I'm just seeing a mismatch. I think Wichita State's going to be able to score, and they defend very well. So low line here, Boogie. What do you got, six over there? Uh, I have six and a half. Okay, I found the six. I'm, I'm laying the six with Wichita. I'm taking Smoo. Uh, what? I'm taking Smoo. You shitting me? They've been keeping the scores close. Uh, 71-69 winner last time out on January 22nd for Wichita State. Uh, I think they can wow. keep it close again. Uh, give me SMU plus six S- and a half points. SMU? I, I, I thought also, you're... Wichita State's one and eight against the spread their last nine games at home. Where are they today? They're at home. They're at home. So, yeah, not very good covers. I was surprised that you went that route. I was not expecting that. Mm-hmm. I'm jotting down all of our agreement picks, and I, I'm going to have to erase Wichita State now. Mm-hmm. Well, that is our fourth drink bet. I, I, You know what I would like to bet? There's a lot of prop bets for the Super Bowl. There's a lot of things going on. I would like to bet that our drink bets go 2-2. Two and two. What's the odds on that? Probably uh, even money. Even money. All right. Well, you even guys, Steven. See, hey, I'll give you guys this. Through three games, three drink bets, whoever has the lead through three drink bets, you can just narrow it down, and that's who you're going to take in the Wichita SMU game. You'll probably win. 
That's our college basketball portion of the show. And now, move on to the big game. And Boogie, this is going to be one of the more exciting Super Bowls in recent memory. Some are calling it the Kelsey Bowl. Um, Donna Kelsey, mom of Jason and Travis. What side is she going to sit on? What jersey is she going to wear? What in the world is she going to do tonight? Uh, probably wear both uh, one split on one side and one on the other. Got to do it that way. It's a win-win for Mama Kels. And uh, there's a lot more intangibles, though, when it comes to uh, this game. And what I would like to do, we usually just kind of give you stats and, and give it. But I really want to dive in. I want to dive in heavy into this and give these listeners great logic as to why we are picking two different teams in this Super Bowl <laughs> for the second consecutive year. Drives me nuts. Nuts. Every Super Bowl, me and Boogie are flopped. And Flipped, it's flopped. not going to change here. And, and all, in all honesty, this is about a coin flip of all coin flips. I mean, you got two teams, Boogie. And we'll break down kind of position by position. But just to intro it, Kansas City 16-3. and three, Philadelphia 16-3. and three. They both have six All-Pros. They both scored the same amount of points this year. It's about as close as it gets. Um... They both have top three offenses. Philly's defense is 7th. Kansas City's is 15th. Let's just start here with the coaching matchup. You got Andy Reid and you got Nick Sariani. Andy Reid going against his old team that he took with Donovan McNabb to five consecutive NFC championship games. Lost a Super Bowl. Could never win the big one in Philly. Sariani now coaches the Eagles. Andy Reid's been with the Chiefs. They are in their third Super Bowl in the last four years. And there's some history behind Andy Reid and Nick Sirianni. Andy Reid, when he moved to Kansas City, actually did not choose Sirianni to come with him. So now Sirianni stays in Philly, and now they're coaching against each other. Interesting. A lot of bad blood there. Mm. Um, coach, yeah. <laughs> I think so. I think so. And uh, so with that aspect of things, and I just want to see if we agree here, would you agree that Kansas City has the coaching edge. Yes. Okay. So, coaching goes to Kansas City. Now, let's move to the quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts, Patty Mahomes. Did you know if Patty Mahomes wins this Super Bowl boogie? Two Super Bowls and two MVPs at the age of 27. Do you know how many quarterbacks have done that in NFL history? Uh, why don't you tell me? Three. Three. Do you know who those quarterbacks are? Name them. Tom Brady... Peyton Manning and John Elway. Peyton Manning did it at the age of 41. Tom Brady did it at the age of 38. And John Elway did it at the age of 35. Patty Mahomes is 27 years old. Coming off an MVP. But, sidebar, the last nine quarterbacks to win MVP have lost in the Super Bowl. Is Uh, that nuts? That is nuts. That's nuts and I'm sick. I'm very sick. Now, you have Jalen Hurts. Kind of a journeyman, I'll call him. I don't want to compare what happened in his college career to what's going to happen in this game tonight. But if you remember Jalen Hurts, he was the quarterback at Alabama with this fantastic record, played like doo-doo in the first half of the national championship game, gets subbed out for Tua. Tua wins the national championship for Alabama by hitting, who, who do you know, Devontae Smith, who plays for the Eagles. A lot of uh, interchangeable parts here. It really is. And... Then Jalen Hurts transfers to Oklahoma, becomes second in Heisman voting, cooks for Oklahoma. 
Gets the job with Philly. Carson Wentz gets shipped to the Colts. Jalen Hurts gets the starter role, and he has been fantastic. Mm. The key for them and how he's going to run things is that RPO game, books, hand the ball off, run himself, and hit Devontae, and hit A.J. Brown down the field. Now, overall offensively, overall offensively, I'll probably give Philly the edge from a totality standpoint, but I got to give the quarterback edge to Mahomes. I mean, I'm not mad at it. It's just the fact of the matter is is that defense wins championships, yes or no. That's true. And, All right. and Philly has a better defense. Philadelphia Which has we'll, a, we'll get there. Philadelphia we'll get there. has a better defense. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, I, I'll be honest with you. I mean, the kid's just unbelievable. Uh, and he's got a high ankle sprain that he has been, from what I understand, he seems like he's moving around pretty good right now. you got an 80, 85% healthy Patrick Mahomes. This is true. He's still a great quarterback. I just think that the defensive line for the Philadelphia pass rush is going to dominate – Okay. Dominate on that offensive line over these Chiefs, and hey, from what I had heard, you know, I've been talking about some some extra outside people outside of this pod, mm-hmm. and if one freak thing happens to Mahomes, to Mahomes, and Perfect. he gets pushed into uh, somebody, he falls on that ankle. Anything, Brock Purdy. What what happened with him on a freak yeah, accident? But you got to know too. Hurts got a shoulder. Good same situation. All I'm telling you is, is that defense is going to wreck, wreak havoc okay. for the Chiefs. And I look at a possibility of a Patrick Mahomes injury, injury, or also just just a better defensive team winning this game. Well, that is. I, I gave Philly some more check marks, and I'll tell you where I did. I think overall offense, I'll give it to Philly. Defense, obviously, you got to give it to Philly. They have the best secondary in the in the NFL, and Philly's pass rush, pass rush. I'll I'll call that even because I think Frank Clark and I think Chris Jones will have something really something to say about that pass rush game. I'm going to even them out with the pass rush, but I think the defense overall, obviously, Philly has a better defense than Kansas City does. Philly also has the best offensive line in the NFL. Um, so they have the best offensive line in the NFL and the best secondary. So the big guys up front and the fast guys in the back, nobody's better than Philly when it comes to that. You got two pretty much first-team all-pro guys and James Bradbury as well as uh, Darius Slay in the back end of that defense. But if anybody can shred the, the good defense, it's Patrick Mahomes. Um I'm pretty much giving Philly the edge in almost everything except for the quarterback and the coaching. Um, With that being said, I'll give you another stat. A coach-quarterback combo who has already won a Super Bowl playing against, or not, sorry, played in a Super Bowl, not just won, just played in it, a.k.a. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. They're playing in their third in the last four years. Do you know what the record is when two coach quarterback guys play against a coach quarterback combo that's never played in the Super Bowl, uh, I'm sure you have that stat. The coach quarterback combo that have the experience against the coach quarterback combo that do not are 17 and two through 56 Super Bowls. Those two occurrences you can remember probably quite well: Nick Foles and Doug Peterson, mm. the Philly special, the Philly special, the last time. 
That happened. The Eagles were a part of it, and they won. Mm. They beat Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know the other time that happened? You'll remember. The 2007 New York football giants, Eli Manning and Tom Coughlin, beat the undefeated New England Patriots. Oh, that was a great team. With Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Just throwing that out there. There's a lot of moving parts to this. We got to talk MVP now. Before we dive in, we we, we obviously are going to pick two different sides. We already know that. MVP, though. I think out of the last 20 Super Bowls, 17 of those MVPs have went to the quarterback. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I like Kansas City to win the Super Bowl, and you like Philadelphia to win the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So are you going to go chalk here and say Jalen Hurts wins MVP, or does somebody else really step up and make plays and they win the MVP? No, um, I like Jalen Hurts to win the MVP. I like the Philadelphia Eagles and that offense – A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, yep. Miles Sanders. Uh, watch out for a couple of the other running backs that are that are going to be on there. Kenneth Gainwell. Boston Scott. Boston Scott. Um, I think that this Philly team, they don't drop passes. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I think, is able and capable to get his team ready to go for this game. Um, and I just think overall, you know, Chris Jones... He is a great, great job by him. He didn't have a sack in all the postseason games until last time these, these this team played. Yeah, the, and he came up big. But I think that again, the offense and the weapons that Philadelphia has, Sirianni is not afraid to go for it on fourth down. He's not um, Philly special, as we called it. That's um, true. You know, we have a lot of uh, interesting components here. I just think, I just think. That Philadelphia from day one in September to now, they have finally have arrived to where their goal was. Kansas City, you kind of expected it. You kind of expected it a little bit here. Yeah. And um, I think that they can be vulnerable. Uh, great job by the Chiefs to be able to get back to the Super Bowl. Uh, I think that uh, it's obviously a great job by Andy Reid to be able to lose Tyreek Hill and to be able to to come back with this team of yeah. Juju Smith-Schuster and uh-huh. uh, AVP yep. and be able to do that. Um, give me uh, this, obviously, this team, Philadelphia, and that's where I'm going. Okay. Philly wins. Jalen Hurts wins MVP. I'm taking Kansas City to win the Super Bowl, Bugs. I'm taking Patty Mahomes to win MVP and cement himself as a top four quarterback sounds, of all time. With, sounds good. With the possibility to move into top two. And he's top two, but he's not one. We got a total play? Not really. I, I don't really. I, I mean, we can. I'll, I'll, I mean, I capped it to 49 to 50. It's right there. Um, and I mean,. Books obviously always need the under, um, but with these two offenses, I feel like you got to go over the total fifty-one. Yeah, probably over fifty-one as well. Lean, lean over here uh, again uh, with all the bag of tricks on the offense. Um, you know, you could see some mistakes happen as well uh, with the pass rush that I'm talking about for Philadelphia, Kansas City, uh, pushing that as well in the second half. I think the first quarter also is a little bit of a feel out. So it, yeah. it, it could be a second to fourth quarter, uh, of course, push for the offense to start gelling. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's where we're at here, man. Let's talk about um, before we wrap up. We've got a few minutes here. Let's see if we can predict the score. 
Ooh, a score. So, man, this is hard. It makes me want to pick a score around that. I'm just wondering if Butker's going to get a field goal in there or not, and if Jake Elliott's going to get a field goal in there or not. Philly typically is aggressive scoring touchdowns, so I don't think Elliott will be utilized in any way. I think... I'll give you that. I definitely like uh, Butker to, to be able to, to kick the longest field goal if we're going on a prop. I think Butker is going to kick some field goals in this game. Maybe one or two. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Kansas City 31, Philadelphia 28. That's mm. where I'm going to go. That's going to be my score prediction. KC 31, Philadelphia 28. What's your prediction? I'm going Philadelphia. Philadelphia. I'm going to say 34-24. You like a 10-point dub? Yes, sir. Holy cow. Philadelphia 34. Kansas City 24. Kansas City 24. A 10-point win in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl winners. Wow. So... Are you familiar with what a lightning bet is? Uh, yes. Back home, the bookies, I'm sure you had them in New York, and I did in West Virginia. You could do a lightning bet. What that means is, let's say Boogie does 110 on Philly minus one and a half. If they win by two, he wins 100. If he wins by three, it's another 100. If he wins by four, it's another 100. So if you did a 110 lightning bet, you would win $1,000 if that score comes out. If, I love it. If my score comes out, you'd lose 330. Mm. But nonetheless, it's going to be exciting. You got Rihanna at halftime. Chris Stapleton's doing the national anthem. It's down in Glendale. It's going to be a fun game, man. I mean, Mahomes and Hurts, the coaching matchup, the history, the Kelsey brothers, the two best teams, quite frankly, in football this whole season. I think this is going to be one for the books. I think once this Super Bowl is done, it'll go down as one of the best. Clearly, you don't think that because it's 34 to 24 is the predicted score. So, uh, but both these teams are just great, man. I mean, that they, they literally are splitting images of each other when it comes to the dominance that they possess. And before we jump off, I just want to go through they both have three losses this year, and I want to enlighten you on what those three losses are. Kansas City lost at Indianapolis in week three, 20 to 17. They lost to the Bills 24 20. And they lost to the Bengals 27-24. Okay? Those are their three losses. They lost by three, by three, and by four. And now they're playing the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl. And Philly's losses this year, their first loss was a 32-21 Monday Night Football loss to the Commanders. And I bet that game. And they really pissed me off. You know how you beat the Eagles, you run the football. Mm. Watch out for Isaiah Pacheco today. He might be running the ball a lot. They also lost two consecutive games, but I will give them credit because that was without Jalen Hurts. Mm -hmm. So they only lost one game with Jalen Hurts this whole season. Their other two losses were a 40-34 setback at Dallas without Jalen Hurts. And also a loss to the Saints 20-10 without Jalen Hurts. So take that with a grain of salt. But those are their six losses. They have a ton of wins. I'm going Chiefs. And you're going Eagles. Both are 16-3 and three in the playoffs included. Both one seeds? Both. I mean, they, I mean, it's going to be a great game either way. Can't wait. Uh, I think it's a, to- a toss-up here, but, you know, one's got to win, one's got to lose. Who's going to score the first touchdown? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. 
I'm going to say Travis Kelsey scores the first touchdown. I'm going with uh, Devontae Smith. There we go. Two receivers. Good mm-hmm. odds on that, too. First touchdown. Okay. Before we jump off, we've got to do our basketball best bet. And our college basketball best bet for today, for me, is going to be the Northwestern Wildcats. Plus five at home against Purdue. Upset alert. They're going to beat the number one team in the country. So go get the five points. Uh, Boogie's Blockbuster best bet. Finally, uh, we get to it with uh, just under a minute to go on our podcast. Uh, I'm going with Missouri State here. Missouri State, minus 8.5 over Evansville on the road. Missouri State just going to take care of business. They've already won by 20 over this team. Evansville stinks. 1-14, uh, again, inside the Mount, uh, the Missouri Valley Conference. Uh, Missouri State trying to keep pace at 9-6. and six. Missouri State to get the cover on a double-digit win. I think it's an easy win for me. Missouri State, minus 8.5. There's our best bets. Barron on Northwestern, plus 5. Boogie on Missouri State, minus 8. Barron on the Chiefs to win. Boogie on the Eagles. Both of us on the over. Boogie likes a 34-24 win for the Eagles. I like a 31-28 win for the Eagles. Travis Kelsey to score the first touchdown. And Devontae Smith to score the first touchdown. That's a wrap, everybody. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Barron out. Boogie out.